this is Leah, and welcome to this week's Hashtag For Paris podcast. It is wonderful that you could join us for this week's teaching. I'll explain a little bit more about who we are at the end, but for now, let's jump right in. I'm sure for all of us, we all share the common trait that we all want to make a difference. That no matter how old or how young, how skilled, unskilled, even your level of faith, whether you believe in Jesus or not, we all want to make a difference. We, we all want to have an impact. We, we don't just want to kind of go through the motions of life because we've all been in those places where we, we have stepped out and we have done something for someone or something and it's had an impact. It feels really good. As a follower of Jesus, I I believe that that's because we are wired by God, that that God has created us and and made us not just simply go through the paces of life, but so that we can make a difference. I think if we're being honest, the the place where we stumble, the the place where we may trip up, the, the place where we may begin to wonder is, am I making enough of a difference? I mean, I'm sure we, we hear about some of those people in the world or in our community or even in the Bible, and we think, wow, these people are absolute difference makers. That could never be me, and there's a sense of being overwhelmed. Or maybe life is just so busy, and you're like, listen, I would like to do more. I would like to help others, but man, I am just trying to keep it all together. I'm sure all of us at times live with this place of wondering, can I really make a difference? This summer, we're beginning a new series starting today called Faithful and Flawed. And we're going to take a look at a number of different people in the Bible, some that perhaps are familiar to you and others that you may have heard for the very first time. And and we want to look at their lives. We want to learn from them to see how even in the midst of their flaws, how they remained faithful, how they in many ways made a difference as they partnered with God. You see, one of the things I love about the Bible, because right now you might be thinking, well, wait a second, wait a second. I know, I know some of the people in the Bible, and, and those were pretty big individuals. I, I could never be like them. Please don't start comparing me to them. This is the great thing about the Bible, is that it's like a warts and all type, type of scenario. That, that the Bible doesn't just simply present those who are faithful to God as being perfect and without flaws and having no issues. But rather, as we're going to learn this summer together, that oftentimes it's in the midst of their flaws. It's in spite of their flaws that God uses them if they remain faithful in order to make a difference. And so what I have an ask of you every week, same ask this week, is that would you make it personal? That as we begin to dive into some of these stories, not, not simply to keep it at arm's length and think, oh, that, that was interesting, that was fascinating, that was helpful, but begin to see how some of the lessons that we learn from these individuals can actually begin to begin to be transferred into our lives as well. And so I want to turn to someone in the Bible this week that perhaps you've never heard of before. I mean, there's some of those people in the Bible that, that we've heard of. I mean, they're, they're saints. We name our kids in our schools and our churches after them. This is not one of those individuals. And in many ways, I kind of want to step into it because in so many ways, I think many of us are like this individual if we start to apply the reality of what this person can teach us into our life. So we're going to jump back into the Old Testament, uh, a time when the nation of Israel, God's people, are now wandering in the desert. 
You may or may not know, but, but the nation of Israel, they, they became slaves in Egypt. And they were bound in slavery for 400 years. And so Moses, the people cried out to God to, to save them, to rescue them. And God sent Moses, absolutely a difference maker, but we're not going to talk about him this week, to come and to lead the people out of slavery in Egypt towards the promised land. And so they wandered for 40 years to kind of get from point A to point B. And as you can kind of probably think about a little bit, as they traveled through the geography, they they had to encounter other nations. And in that day, other nations didn't like it when nations would suddenly kind of start roaming through their land. And so there was the reality of battles and of wars. There's one particular nation, the nation called the Amicalites. They were a wandering tribe in the desert. They, they actually had no land. And then the way that they survived was by going and attacking other nations and taking whatever they could. Think of them as like ancient pirates. They would just kind of sneak up and, and attack a nation and then, and then sneak away. And so you could imagine, here's a nation of Israel, over a million people wandering in the desert, having come out of slavery, not being trained in battle, not, not necessarily knowing what they were doing. They became an easy target. Uh, the other thing for the nation of Israel is that, is that they weren't exactly, let me say, the most robust of individuals. That, that oftentimes the first sign of issue, they would begin to complain. And so the Amicalites, the, the pirates of this story, thought this is an easy win. I'm going to pick up in Exodus chapter 17. I'm not going to read it for you today because I think, I think many times it's, it's better for us just to kind of hear the story. And so if you want to go back and fact check and check it out and read it again, it's Exodus chapter 17. But this is what happened. The Amicalites, the, the pirates, are, are ready to pounce upon the nation of Israel. And so Moses, who is the leader of the people, appoints Joshua to lead the men into battle. Men who had not fought. Men who probably didn't know what they were doing. Men who were probably completely terrified. Do you know what the plan was? As Joseph was going to lead the nation of Israel into battle, Moses was going to go up on a hill surrounding. And he was going to raise the staff of God and raise his hands. And so I don't know if you're watching at home right now and you've ever thought about this, but if you start to raise your hands right now, what what would that begin to look like? More importantly, what would that begin to feel like? So what happened? Rather interestingly, as long as Moses' hands were raised, the nation of Israel was winning. They had the advantage. But as soon as his arms began to drop, the momentum went the other way and Israel began to lose. Arms still up? How how are we doing? Are we winning? Are we losing? Well, guess what? Arms got tired. Moses was an old man, and so this would not have been easy. So, so what did they do? How did they help him out? Well, they first gathered a stone, and they put it down so that Moses could sit upon it. But then afterwards, as his arms continued to drop, they brought in two individuals, Aaron and Hur. And Hur held the arms of Moses up. Now, this wasn't just a 30-minute battle. It lasted the entire day. At sunset, the nation of Israel had won. 
because Moses was able to keep his arms raised in victory. Have you ever heard of the guy named Her? Not, not a common name. I don't know of any schools or churches or kids that are named Her. Yet he was a difference maker. He was someone who was completely behind the scenes. You see, what I love, what I love about this encounter is that it reminds me of a couple of things, three things. First one is that the story of her reminds us that we are better together. Notice, notice that everyone had a part to play, but first and foremost, as they stepped into battle, Moses went up on the hill as a reminder that they needed the presence of God with them. That as long as the arms were raised, it was a reminder of God being with them. And as soon as they started to drop, it was a reminder, don't do it on your own strength. There's a valuable lesson in there for us as well in that in remembering that when we step into lives of others, when we want to make a difference, we shouldn't try to do it on our own strength. That we should recognize the strength and the very presence of God. As a church, it's why we always talk about how do we do it together. We are better together. It's, it's, it's actually why we partner with other churches in our community to have an even greater impact in what we are doing. You may or may not be aware, but, but we're partnering with Sojourn Church for the third summer. Previous to this, they would run summer camps and we would run summer camps. And, and one day, their minister and I got chatting and thought, what, why don't we run camps together? Like, 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 why don't we create an even greater impact in our community? And so instead of running just a couple of weeks, we're now running six weeks of kids' camps for our community. That's like over 250 kids that, that we are going to impact and the families because we are joining together. Second thing I learned from the example of her is that oftentimes small actions can make such a big difference. I think too often we, we fall into the trap. Maybe it's within our culture or, or we begin to think that, that only if I do something big and, and something momentous, then it's going to make a difference. Only if everybody knows about it or if I, if I post it on, on social media, then it's going to make a difference. And, and so often what you begin to learn, not only an example of her, but throughout the Bible, that oftentimes the greatest differences start with small decisions to step in where there was a need. I mean, I don't know much about her, but, but, but maybe he was up on the hill and thinking, there are the men down in battle. They are losing. And what am I doing? I'm just standing up over here. When suddenly he realized there was something he could do, something that may have been unnoticed and unrecognized by everyone else, he went and held the arms of Moses. I think too often we psych ourselves out and we think, how, how can I make a difference? What can I do? Recognize it's often in the small things that can have a greater impact. As, as simple as just providing school supplies for others. As just coming alongside and saying, listen, this, this is a little that I can give. But when we add it all together, it makes such a difference. And the third thing that I learned from this example of her is that everyone... Everyone needs help. 
Moses was the great leader of the nation of Israel. He had accomplished many things, but he couldn't keep his arms up without the help of her and Aaron. I think a lot of the times what we need to remember is how we can be a benefit to others. This past week, as I shared previously, has not been an easy week for our family. And I know that as a pastor, so often I step into the lives of others to, to help others in their time of need. And sometimes, I'll be honest, it's, it's hard for me to accept help from others. And that's why this was a great reminder for me this week that, that everyone needs help. Everyone needs the help of God. Everyone needs the help of others. And I remember when, when I first received the news about a day later, someone came up to me, someone that I know and I, 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 I value their friendship, came up and just said, Joel, like, how are you doing, man? And there's a temptation for me to, to put on the brave face and say, I am fine, I am okay. But it wasn't. It was like the nudge of the Holy Spirit saying, just be honest. And so I simply said, I'm not okay. I'm not doing well. And the person just hugged me and just spoke some words of encouragement into my ear. And that was so helpful. This past week, it's been amazing to see just the, the outpouring of support from our community whether it's through food or through cars, uh, through, through just little short conversations, just, just showing up. And I've been reminded again of what a difference being in community truly makes. So what about you? How can you make a difference? Let me suggest a couple of things. Number one is, is recognize, first of all, your need for help. That, that being a follower of Jesus doesn't mean that we are a lone ranger and we try to do it on our own. And so if someone's willing to step in, someone's willing to make a difference, what, one of the greatest gifts we can do is simply to receive that gift. Second thing is look for those opportunities to step out and to help others. One of the things you'll quickly learn and, and realize about, about just the economy of God is so often it starts in the small things that can begin to make the biggest differences. And so simply step into the place. Maybe, maybe you, you notice someone in your community or in your family or in your church or, or at work that is in need of something. Just step into that and begin to see how God will open other doors. You see, God has wired you to make a difference. No matter how old, no matter how young, no matter how, how talented or perhaps thinking you're lacking in talents, it, it doesn't matter. God wants to use you to make a difference. And so think of her. Think of how he stepped into the situation that God placed him and how you can step into the situation where God has placed you to make a difference in the lives of others, in the community in which we live. So we talk about being for Paris. We, we believe that, that God is for people, and so we are for people. 
And one of the ways we show that is by stepping into the corner of the lives of others to make a difference. This week, this week, I'm sure there's going to be opportunities and moments for you to step out in faith. It, it may seem like not much, but just step into those places and begin to see what God is going to do in you and what God is going to do through you. Let me pray as we wrap up. And so gracious God, we are, we are thankful that, that we have stories in the Bible of people like her, people who have been used by you to make such a difference. God, I, I pray for those that are watching here today that, that perhaps there are those that are in need of help, but pride is preventing them from asking for it. May they see themselves in the story as like Moses, not being able to do it on their own, needing the support of others to come alongside them, to encourage them and to help them. May they take that step as I did this week. Or maybe there's some of those that are watching this week that, that more relate to her and think like, what, what difference is a small gesture going to make? God, just remove that doubt from their mind. Allow our eyes to be wide open and to be attentive to the opportunities that you are placing before us to make a difference in the lives of those around us. Amen. And so may the blessing of God, our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, and the peace of the Holy Spirit be with you today, today, and in all of your tomorrows. Amen. today. We hope that you were encouraged by what you just heard. Just so you know a little bit more about who we are, hashtag for Paris, our church is about creating a culture that shows people that we are for them and for our local community. Jesus invites us to experience a meaningful life with him and others. So we meet every Sunday morning in person at the Paris Presbyterian Church at 1030 a.m. and throughout the week in various home groups and pubs here in Paris. It is here that we experience authentic relationships and we grow deep in our faith journeys together. If you would like to connect with us further, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And it is here that you can find links to any of our other audio and video podcasts, sermons, and you can track with what's happening with us each month. Please go straight to our website for more information now about our home groups and how you can get involved. Our website is parispresb.ca. Yes, that's right, parispresb, P-R-E-S-B.ca. And it's there that you can share our links with your friends, family, and neighbors. Uh, we have friends from around the world who connect in with us online on a regular basis. And so lastly, please feel free to email me and get connected directly. I would love to chat with you. My email is leah at parispres.ca, and I'll get back, right back to you. So that's all we have for now. Thanks again for joining, and we'll see you again next week. Bye for now, everyone.